Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Very Nice Podcast, the 80th episode, folks. I'm Yoni. I 80. Wow. I'm Manny. Yeah, I meant to say welcome back to the 80th episode, and then I forgot. And then I was like, wait, it's the 80th episode. Crazy stuff. Never too late. Never too late. Unfortunately, there's not much to celebrate as war has broken out in Europe and Russia has invaded Ukraine. But um, 80th First episode land war of- since... Uh- since World War II, you know, it was See funny because, yeah, what were you going to say? <laughs> no, no, go ahead. Go ahead. So we talked about the Russia and Ukraine situation fairly briefly on the episode we had with my uh, my good friend, Jeremy, Jeremy Lands, a couple episodes ago. And we were, you know, it was, it was mainly of a joking matter. I, I mean, I did mention that war was imminent and it could definitely happen. Um, and now it has actually happened. I think a lot of people were surprised that Putin had the huevos to just be like, fuck it, I'm going to invade. And then he did. He's, he did just that. He's Putin his missiles where they don't belong. <laughs> I saw I saw some I saw some these nuts joke. It was like putting the Putin these nuts in your mouth. Yeah, I got I, someone with that. Yeah, you're probably like, damn, like. This Russia Ukraine situation is crazy. Like, I, like I wonder what Putin's up to. <laughs> but like, the problem is, is that people know who Putin is, so they're not like confused by like, because like Sakon, they're like, oh, what's Sakon? Yeah, Putin, exactly. They're like, they know who Vladimir Putin is, unless they're an idiot. But um, um, oh, it's still a good one. <laughs> Yoni, what do you what do you think about this? Uh, what do you think about this situation now? I, you know, leading up to it, I, I read some stuff. I wasn't like super into what was happening at the time right before the invasion, which is why like I brought it up in our previous episode, but I didn't like talk too much about the causes and reasons. But now like, I'm like, wow, this is actually happening. Like I did some more research and it's not that it's not all that surprising because I think what you have is a very different president from the last our last president, Trump. Um, talking with Putin. And I think um, I'm pretty sure Joe Biden wanted Ukraine to become an official NATO member, not just an ally of NATO, which is the Western European military alliance. So with that, you know, Ukraine's neighbors with Russia, Putin's like, hell no, I'm not going to have a NATO ally right next to the motherland. And, um, and he was, and he was like, no, 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 like, I'm going to like, take over Ukraine. And I think a lot of people just assumed it was an empty-ish threat because we haven't seen something like this since World War II, which is a long ass time ago. And I think Putin was kind of like, you know, I think these leaders like Putin, Xi, uh, Xi Jinping, they have like, like they need to like show their, like Putin needed to like put his foot down for once. Cause I think like he was kind of losing the spotlight and like Russia was, I think losing influence as a world power. And I think this was kind of his move to like assert his dominance. And it clearly it worked considering that it's not like Biden's like, we are working with other countries to condemn the invasion. Like what, like, what does that do? <laughs> like if I, <laughs> you're condemned, Putin's like, okay, no, yeah. thanks, still invading Ukraine. So like, and I know he re- uh, rolled out some new harsh sanctions, which obviously is a step in the right direction, but like nothing is really stopping Putin. 
uh, from invading Ukraine, including the Ukraine defense forces, because they 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 they're really no match. So it's it's troubling. It's just troubling to right. say the least. And I'm I'm no. not sure how it will pan out. Ukraine might not be a country within weeks. Who knows? But yeah. Um. But yeah. Great analysis. I think. Yeah, you you dove a lot into the motivations, which I 100% agree on. The economist in me, as an econ major, shout out. Economy got a little, you know, frazzled up by it. (laughs) Well, I think like the there's some significant implications to it. Um, The obvious ones are the fact that uh, Russia transports 40% of all oil used in the EU to the EU. So that could stop and that would be really bad because you that's going to affect the whole world because oil functions as in the global economy, not like by country. Yeah. Um, but like another big part of it is the global economy today is not built for a land war in Europe, right? Like the global economy has developed since World War II under the assumption that like that, uh, Economic, like that would not happen. be a thing <laughs> yeah. right so that alone is very terrifying um and then i what i have kind of been thinking about this kind of an underrated part of all of this is there's a way bigger story than russia invading ukraine here obviously that's huge and a lot of people are going to be affected um but the bigger story here is china because and leading Taiwan. up to this that's a part of it but lead in a hundred percent um but leading up to this the U.S., like Joe Biden, met with Chinese officials six times, basically being like, tell China not to do this. And then China went to Russia and said, hey, America's sharing intelligence about what you guys are doing, just so you know. Um, so basically China siding with Russia here. Yeah. And the U.S. is only talking about Russia. But what this really means is it means a few things. One, they're, they're testing the U.S. and NATO. Right, because China, a Chinese uh, foreign minister said in a statement that the United States should never have pushed NATO as far as they did. So what they're saying is like the U.S. thinks it has more power than it does. And a U in a Russian Chinese alliance is terrifying because yes. that alone is like the same economic power that the U.S. and all of Western Europe has. Um. Maybe that's not exactly right, but you get the idea. Yeah, like, I mean, like, I mean, yeah, maybe not like you have to do the numbers on that, but you're 100% right. I think the implications are huge because this Putin being able to invade Ukraine and not like, like, I mean, like he is still currently invading Ukraine as we speak, like him being able to do that essentially sets a precedent forward. And it's kind of like, I, I mean, I saw this, I mean, like I've seen a lot of talk on the internet, like China's like getting ready to, you know, behind the scenes is getting ready to invade Taiwan because they saw like it's, it's a very similar situation where it's like a neighboring country. China thinks they have, you know, like control over Taiwan. They think they should have it similar as to Russia and Ukraine. And Russia acted upon what they wanted to do and they're being able to do it freely. There's in China, I was probably looking at this situation as like there's nothing stopping us from taking Taiwan fully and just launching a full military invasion and before this happened like it was kind of like what would the u.s do like nobody really wanted to like like they they were pressured they were like wanted to but the u.s and there's like no don't do it so they're like okay like 
And then Putin was just like, fuck it, we ball and has pushed the he pushed the button and there's nothing he's not getting pushed back. So. Right. And I, I think agree. there's a level yeah. of intentionality to it because you can look at American history and kind of predict what was going to happen. Right. Like the U.S. has never would never declare a full scale and war against Russia yeah, over Russia right. invading Ukraine. And like yeah. they knew that based off past precedent and China. What people don't realize about Russia and China is unlike the U.S. and all these Western European countries, it's been the same two leaders in power, right? So they have long-term plans. They're not thinking about the short-term when they're invading Ukraine. They're thinking about the long-term. And whether that means – and they know that means that if they want to beat the U.S. for global power and, like, be the dominant force, the way to do that is not to attack the U.S., because that's the one thing the u.s is good at is our fat military yeah but but um the way to do that is see how far you can push it i mean look at what hitler did right and Mm -hmm. and because if hitler were to just fight the big boys right off the jump in his you know aims to take over the world you know that would have ended pretty quickly that would have failed but you you know you push the button he invade he uh he annexed austria and the the british and the french who were allies at the time were like oh bad like and they were like no no and like uh i think it was um prime minister chamberlain before churchill came in was like that's bad but like he didn't really do anything until poland invaded and then the european countries like okay we have to we have to join in and then by that time hitler had you know built up his army so i mean obviously like it's not going to play out the exact same way but exactly like you don't directly confront and i think you could see like that was actually a mistake a mistake the japanese made by attacking the u.s early on because the u.s was completely out of the war and britain and europe they were fucked the nazis were just rolling through and so it's interesting and like you said the precedent like of u.s not wouldn't you're right they wouldn't just like launch a full-scale war against russia for invading ukraine if you look at both world war one and world war ii the united states joined in very late so i mean Everyone's like World War Three. No, not right away. We'll see, though. <laughs> I mean, it, it depends how it plays out. Depends what Russia and China do next moving forward. And if they are, you know, come out publicly as some coordinated front, then, you know, it can get kind of dicey. But um, I will say um, I have a buddy in my frat. He's in my pledge class. Um, sorry, not my frat, my pledge class. Um, and his name is Jaden. He's Vietnamese, poli sci major, very smart guy. And I brought up this point of China and he said, China won't declare war against anybody unless they know they'll win. I mean, you think about this Chinese government, like they don't fuck around, right? The U.S. government is such like, in terms of efficiency, is so inefficient compared to this Chinese government that this Chinese government, it's seeing what's going to happen, right? Because the more that it can do, the more it will do. And a very interesting thing, not a lot of people know is Ukraine used to have the third most nuclear weapons in the world. But then they they signed a treaty with the U.S. to give up all of them under the condition that the U.S. would protect them in case of war. So basically they're like, what the fuck? (laughs) Wait, that's crazy. Did that that come because of the fact that the Soviet Union collapsed and they just had nuclear weapons in Ukraine at the time of the collapse of the Soviet Union? Like... Why would they have such a big stop stockpile of nuclear weapons? It's got to be because 
you know, yeah, Ukraine was, used to be part of the Soviet Union, and obviously the Soviet exactly. Union built a large stockpile. So then but Ukraine, in, when they became an independent nation, they're like, "Yo, we have." But in nineteen stuff. in nineteen ninety four, Ukraine destroyed all of their nuclear weapons. Interesting. Got you. Yeah. That, yeah, Which that's I, actually impressive of the United States to get them to do that in the first place. But yeah, that kind of sucks that you know we made that deal. Um, fun fact: the president of Ukraine is Jewish. And he was a former comedian. So a former comedian is now target number one in a full-scale invasion of his country. I got a feel for the guy. That is absurd. Um, last thing I'll say is China literally said the reason Russia is invading is because the United States has been raising tensions in the in the region. So I just think like... <clears throat> yeah, like they're clearly... There's a bi- and Americans don't even understand this. Like all Americans are like, what? Russia. Yeah, I think a lot of people were blindsided by this because one, they weren't like paying attention to the escalating. Like this has been escalating for a month. Like I've been hearing about like, oh, war. And then I heard like, oh, like Russia and Crimea and that that's been going on for years. But then like recently and then like a week before they're like, finds like prepare for an invasion. Everyone's like, are you are you sure? And then they and then everyone's like, yo, like this is crazy. Like, I don't know. It's just like um but oh. no yeah like definitely like yeah what were you gonna say pessimistic view um although the u.s and in uh nato are gonna impose t- uh like restrict economic restrictions and sanctions on russia russia will practically and virtually be completely fine if china continues to trade with them so really yeah <laughs> yeah and they will i mean like I've been reading, like, I follow The Economist, speaking of The Economist's point of view, and it talks about, there is an article about, you know, China choosing to side closer with Russia and how at the Winter Olympic Games, they, like, made a statement saying, like, the tie, the, the ties between the countries have been the strongest in 70 years. And you're right, like, China opposed expand, like, w- along with Russia to expand NATO eastward. And so, like, you kind of see, like, it's definitely, like, there's, like, there are sides forming. And it, and it's not and China's not on the side of us, but yeah, no. The fact that like I know the EU said they are forming a uh, another like an also a strong sanctions package to you know also go on top of the US one. Like, are they going to include like not like want not taking Russian oil because as you said, forty percent. And I think there are like gas prices are already like, like going through the roof because of this and it could be very bad. And I, I watched some talking points made by a congressman saying how like um, Trump urged European countries to um, become more energy dependent on us for like oil and such, but they continue, like the EU continued to, you know, get their, their oil from Russia, probably because it, it was probably a lot like cheaper and easier, which makes sense. But now like, you know, in terms of like being in a NATO relationship, like Trump wanted to kind of consolidate NATO in that way, and they didn't do that. So now also, we're kind of facing the implications of that. And that that's like, that's a very scary idea <clears throat> is the US with the entire EU is strong. But what happens if an EU nation decides it's in its better interest to just trade with China and Russia than the EU <laughs> and the US? Yeah, because I mean, geographically, it's probably easier to trade 
It's probably in like, uh, and they already like, they already seem to have a, a substantial trading partnerships with uh, the Russian government, a lot of these countries, and it would be quite a sacrifice to, you know, and obviously they side with the U.S. and their ideals and like Ukraine and such, but like, I don't know I'm curious to see what they come up with in terms of how they're going to hurt the Russian economy without severely severely damaging themselves because I don't know how strong of because let's say this they I mean then you can get into like a big trading war where let's say China decides to become even more one-sided onto Russia's side and because the let's say EU countries you know put sanctions on russia china basically is like okay then if you're not going to be trading with russia you're not going to be trading with us and the eu countries wouldn't do that because china just signed this in huge trade deal with europe like last year yeah and just speaking just in general uh, sphere of influence of russia and china expanding i i read an article recently about how china is like all like uh, all the new infrastructure being built in africa is like very much funded by like a lot of Chinese companies, like mainly the government and Chinese companies and how like basically like they own like (laughs) a lot of commercial like stuff in, in, uh, in Africa, which is like, you know, it's obviously less developed in some regions, but like, you know, they're getting on the ground floor so that, you know, one day, you know, hopefully Africa will become more developed and like stronger, you know, politically and economically to the point where like that's another source of power for them. Um, Chinese yeah, government's yeah. smart. Let's just put that put that as yeah, it yeah. is. Is this the beginning of the end of U.S. global dominancy? Yeah. It could be if we don't if we don't act in some way or manner, it, it could be the end. And I think people like kind of or like, you know what, like, why should we like be pissed about not being number one? Like, is it our superiority complex as Americans? Maybe. But but if you see like the ideals and in, in what the government, the Chinese and Russian governments kind of stand for, I think a world where they're the global leaders would definitely be iffy, definitely scary scary world um, and the u.s isn't even that great i mean yeah we like, could get in, <clears throat> i don't know man it's dangerous it's stuff i've seen some crazy videos out of uh ukraine it's just crazy to see like this is like i think i mean i'm trying to think like i guess this is like wow if you really think about it this is like the first like major like war like an actual war that's taking place like on social media because the last major war was like i guess like afghanistan like just recently ended but it wasn't like a, like a, a full invasion you know it was like more smaller scale towards the end of the years but like iraq was the last major one and that was like pre-social media and i think it's crazy because what i've noticed a big trend about like coverage of this is a lot of like like rumors and like potentially false information is being spread on social media. Like people are posting videos or pictures or something. And then I see like a ton of tons of comments from like, I'm assuming Ukrainians being like, Oh, like, be careful what you like, like what information you spread. Like this photo was actually taken like a couple of years ago. Um, like stuff like that, like misleading stuff. And I think it's interesting to see how they play this out because I know like fake news was like a big problem here in America, like with the election and with January 6th and, 
and now it's playing on a global scale where like nobody knows what the fuck's going on because because there's like it's what's posts. real yeah and it's just i think it's just in and also like i think we're gonna this is gonna be like the war we have like the most footage in like by the end of it when it's like in a history lesson like we're gonna have like a lot of like in-depth look at it because it's you know we're in the well obviously this is the most technologically advanced we've been obviously because it's the present but you know what i'm saying like no i do like cameras are everywhere you know every person and it's interesting like i'm glad i'm able to see what's going on through videos but it's also just it's sad it's tough shit i just saw a russian tank just run over like a driving civilian car like ukrainian civilian car there was someone in it completely smushed it yeah it was driving so I'm assuming, you know. Oh my god, it's crazy. Um, um I'm 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 definitely freaked out because I mean, think about what the US government has accomplished in the past like 4 years. It's just been COVID I mean, and yeah. transgender rights stricken. <laughs> No, I, I mean, I'm going to be honest, Joe Biden as a president in terms of foreign policy, I think has been an absolute failure. Like, was the Afghanistan situation completely his fault? No, but it happened under his presidency. That just sucked. And now this, that's like two of like the worst, like two of the biggest failures that have happened in like U.S. foreign policy in a while, I would say, since like Iraq. Like the and... American government is only thinking about the present. They're like, oh, well, you no, like there's implications beyond just Ukraine getting invaded. And just even if it was just Ukraine getting invaded, like still, you know? Yeah, it'd still be like, that's an ally of yours. Like it's, <laughs> yeah, even if that was the only implication and Ukraine was invaded. But it's very interesting to see, like, because like obviously everyone's focused on what's happening. Like that is obviously the root of, you know, all this. But just like larger scope, it's interesting to see, like, what it means with china and russia i know man but like i can't tell you what's gonna happen next like this is all like i think this is all like brand new to, like we've never seen anything like this happen in a long time so we're all kind of like we know what has, has happened and we kind of like understand why but like you know it's like interesting like i'm curious what like people what the experts you know in quotes think is gonna happen I think next. it'll be years. Like this is going to continue developing over the next several years, though. I think so. I'm just curious as to like how much longer. Like I'm just curious as in terms of the Ukraine's military situation. Like I'm hearing just people are signing up for the, like they're just handing out like weapons to civilians who want to stay and fight. Like that's where they're at. Like militias, because like I don't know that doesn't seem good. But I respect the Ukrainian people. I've seen some crazy videos of like you know like um the you know like in china like the guy who stood in front of the tank and i forgot what the name of the square was like starts with a t the Tiananmen square yeah the Tiananmen square there was like a similar video of that like of like russian like a bunch of russian trucks like driving on a highway towards somewhere and the guy was just like stopping them and they had to like stop and like swerve out of the way so at least those people didn't those russian soldiers didn't run over anyone um but yeah, and also like uh, a woman telling them like, why are you doing this? Like, and there was just a soldier like right in front of her. It's crazy. Like stuff out of a movie. Like, did you hear there's like this island, I suppose, I guess it's part of Ukraine that 
there were Ukrainian soldiers soldiers on and a Russian warship like was on the coast of it and was like like with the speaker like you know like please like we suggest you surrender now like unload your weapons like you know like surrender essentially and the there's like 13 Ukrainian soldiers left on the island and they like respond back they're like Russian warship go fuck yourself (laughs) (laughs) but they all died they told no they said like surrender or like we will like be forced to like fire and it's a russian warship like they fired like fucking like i don't know like torpedoes or whatever the fuck i don't know <laughs> not a mil- they all died they're oh, all God. dead it's terrible like it's such a badass line but like they're dead like i feel like like that shit's out of a movie and the like no one's it's doing gotta anything be scripted. about it <laughs> And pretty much dude, like I just these economic sanctions aren't gonna do anything. That's the crazy part. And I'm like, because I'm like I'm assuming when I'm like Poon's not an idiot, you know, like he's he's a pretty smart guy in terms of like him making it like he's such a strategic fella. Him and Xi Jinping. He was probably like Xi Jinping okay. is yeah, even smarter. Yeah, yes. he's even smarter, I would say for sure. Um, but like he looked at this and he's like, Okay, I want to invade Ukraine, right? And that is what he's done before before he invaded. He's like, What would happen if I do? I don't think uh, the U.S. is going to respond militarily, but they're going to respond somehow. Economic sanctions. He probably like you know spoke with his advisors, did the math. Like, would it really hurt us? Like, I feel like he wouldn't. You know, like he probably like thought like he definitely like planned this out and was like, I think we'll be fine. And uh, yeah. not to mention, if he succeeds, he gets all of the raw minerals and materials. That yeah, are I don't really Ukraine. know what's in Ukraine. I don't know if it's a neon. It's a- neon like neon lights <laughs> yeah neons are used for uh i, I believe it's semiconductors uh like neon's like shit. a chemical yeah yeah oh cool so, so they can uh they make some money off that but i mean you brought this up earlier if if russia succeeds and nothing happens how long until china invades taiwan taiwan not long. They might, I don't know. They haven't done it yet. So clearly they're waiting for some reason. Clearly there's something stopping China as of now. I'm not sure what that is. I probably will fit. We'll probably find out after, you know, after the fact. <laughs> um, but I don't know. It'd be kind of cool just to like be in a room with these guys, see what the fuck they're like cooking up. Like, Yoni, they, they're like, thinking, fuck you. <laughs> Yoni, they're looking at the world though as like a, that's a, a game a of chess. chess. Yeah, it's a game of chess. Honestly, like it's crazy. Like, do you think you think like they care one bit about the millions of people they're about to displace? Yeah, or even their own people, their soldiers that they're sending in to fight a war that isn't necessary. Like you know, like this yeah. war, like like it has nothing to do, obviously, with like Russia's neat, like survival as a nation or anything like that. Like clearly, like it's a preemptive strike, and so like. You have to think like if if a president like this were to do it in the U.S., like they go ballistic because like at least like when Bush at the time he had justification because of 9/11, you know, in Vietnam I suppose because of communism. This is like strictly I guess actually Putin can frame it as like NATO's threatening us, but we haven't actually done anything to threaten Russia well, with NATO. It's interesting because that's what China's saying. Um, what Russia's saying is china's also like purposefully taking a non-position because they've said that but then they're also like we don't support attacking people next to you but we also don't support people next to you being aggressive (laughs) 
So they're like, we understand, but like not the coolest, but like we understand. <laughs> yeah. Um now China, you know, I mean, obviously they're gonna play the middle ground. Why why should they pick a why should they, you know, definitively be on Russia's side until they have to, you know? Like my, why right. not just play like the, the no one's gonna game. make them. Exactly. Honestly, Europe hasn't been the same since after World War II. Okay. They they're a bunch of babies. I took a modern Europe class and literally like all their power came from having like more advanced technology and like let's bring back and... dictators. <laughs> let's bring back the Nazis <laughs> for more <laughs> military power. Dude, no, I think when you made the EU, everyone became like a cooperative. So they're like no need to like, you know, like be like, you know, they're kind of like, oh, let's all be friends, you know, and they didn't and really prepare for a scenario like this. <laughs> here's the thing I will say. I don't think this is my take. I don't think the U.S. is ever going to be in danger of like being taken over in terms of like out by war. Like we'll yeah. never be invaded because we I mean, have nuclear weapons. Yeah, true. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, But I think like the craziest thing that could come of this down the line is a world in which there are literally just a few nations, like a few soup, like empires. Because what yeah. if, okay, what if like it gets to the point where like there's going to be Europe and then there's going to be, there's going to be Asia that's just going to be controlled by China and Japan will be chilling, but like everyone and India and Pakistan are chilling because they have nukes. They have nukes. Does Japan um, have nukes? No, Japan doesn't have nukes. Shouldn't they? No, because I mean, if you think about it, we were adversaries like 70 years ago. Oh, okay. Then so then like tore down their nation and then rebuilt it with the help of well in that us. in that case <laughs> but we are allies with them we're like a, a strong ally with them Listen, israel will I be know. israel will just be like a little because we have like no israel will be like israel will be like touch us and we'll blow up everything <laughs> <laughs> they're like we're crazy motherfuckers we'll do it <laughs> they will too bro I think, <laughs> like oh god i know a lot <clears throat> A lot of like, I know a lot of people. Um, I'm not saying I necessarily agree with them who are like, this would not happen under Trump's administration because Trump is a crazy motherfucker. Like, they're admitting to the fact that Trump's crazy, but they would rather have him in power in terms of not maybe not like domestic uh, policy, whatever. That's, that's something else. But like, in terms of like facing these other like adversarial nations like North Korea, Russia, China, because like, I think Putin and Xi Jinping looked at Trump during president and they're like, we don't know what this guy's going to like. We, if we were to do something right, to push the button, right. we don't know how he's going to react. Like, in China, in China, little... wa- China wants like the predictability of it all. Of, of Biden. <clears throat> I think it, they're a lot more at ease with Biden as president, which, you know, obviously isn't a good thing for us, but, you know, it's great. Right. Um, no, you're right. You're totally right. It's actually funny. I've I've been curious because I know Trump released some kind of statement. So I tried looking it up. Yeah. Like, because this will I'm, never happen. <laughs> well, no. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe you saw that. But because I'm left leaning, my algorithm gives me left leaning uh, articles about him. Uh, like say? for real. And basically all these headlines were like Trump like claims Putin's smart. Like they're trying to give Trump shit for saying Putin is smart. But like. I mean, yeah, is. Trump is saying he's smart. <laughs> like, he's not saying what he did. Is, Trump by no means yeah. said what he did is right. He was just, like, yeah. advocating for the fact that, like, this is a very smart move, like, foreign policy move. Um, it's it's true. a terrible I mean, move, and 
not right at all. Yeah, I think if you 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 take smart as an adjective and use it objectively, then yeah, you could definitely say it was a smart move in in um, Russia's interest. One hundred percent, it's crazy. Yeah, man, I'm just and I will say just well, you know how you brought up uh, how China like has a bunch of uh, economic interests in Africa, which is like very noteworthy. And I didn't mention this. I think it's because uh, coal cobalt cobalt is I think is the name of the mineral slash element is is very yeah. prevalent in. Africa and is very useful for like infrastructure like electricity. Cities. Yeah. So that is a, a key like resource they would get out of like, you know, having influence in Russia and Africa. But yeah. Wow. What were you going to say? Well, I was going to say <clears throat> my senior year of high school um, in my econ class, we each like got to choose a country that we ended up doing a lot of different economic research on. And I chose Israel. And Dope. guess who's the largest and fastest growing trade partner of Israel? Not largest, right now the largest. China. US, but the, China. I read something about that. I mean, it was a while ago. Um, I, I don't have a vague memory of it, but I know <laughs> that they their trading relationship is growing. I've heard that. Economic and, ties and, are strengthening between the two countries. And guess who's friends with the rest of the Middle East? Russia. <laughs> yeah, all the Arabs. Yeah, all the Arab countries. <laughs> It's an interesting relationship, um, Israel, and especially when B- Benjamin Netanyahu was prime minister of Israel. Benjamin Netanyahu and Putin had a very interesting relationship because they actually became, they've met several times. And, you know, historically, like, you know, as we saw, like Israel and the Arab countries were honest, Loki used as proxy wars during the Cold War with the US backing Israel, the Soviet Union backing Arab countries. So, like, right. Putin obviously has an inclination towards supporting um iran and other uh arab countries that typically don't like israel um but they 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 i don't know it seems like netanyahu and him like built a better relationship over time which was probably benefit you know beneficial towards israel because you want another superpower who's maybe backing your adversary to like maybe like have you in better graces right but- and israel's like here's the thing you can't like control the you you can't have a sphere of influence over the entire Middle East without, like, appeasing Israel in some way, which is funny because they're so tiny. But, yeah. like, econom- they're an economic superpower for their size. I mean, you know this better than anyone. Their military strength. Yeah. yeah the fact they have sure. nuclear weapons. You can't, like, disregard yeah. them. So it's also just interesting how that's going to play out because, like, Russia low-key backs Iran, which obviously like wants Israel to not exist. And it's just like very like it's like ironic, but like and like contradictory, but like I guess it works. And I'm not, I don't know. We'll see how it plays out. I don't know. Israel's kind of like in the middle of it all, right? Currently. And I don't know if this like you know, I don't know if it'll expand. Obviously, the Israel Iran situation's ever growing. I, if you were to tell me like five years ago that um war would break out between ukraine and russia before israel and iran i'd be like like i i I would have been like brett like war between israel and iran would be way more likely to happen so definitely happened before that but clearly i wasn't very educated on you know crimea and just the russia ukraine but it's just like crazy to see like you know like in five five years ago i would have never guessed oh totally but also you probably wouldn't have predicted the pandemic yeah (laughs) i guess five years ago yoni was just an idiot what was that like 2017 freshman year yeah freshman me eighth grade you 
Yeah, I remember eighth grade me, bro. Fuck. Um, I will say something else kind of interesting. Um, what was, wait, what was I gonna say? Hmm, there's something about um Moscow, Moscow. Da, 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 da. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's actually took the words out of my mouth. Um, no, I think I think it's gonna be very bad for everyone. Uh, moving forward oh yeah what i was gonna say was this um i know like far left politicians uh last summer when shit was going down in israel um were calling for the u.s to condemn them and all i have to say is like now is not the time for the u.s to lose more allies yeah yeah i think israel could i think israel can and will play a very strategic role and just in terms of just foreign relations for like the next decade it's like in the middle of everything it's in the middle of the world really i mean it always in the middle of it was the land bridge between africa and europe as we've learned yeah that's crazy maybe maybe the messiah will appear and fix everything but probably not because my my brother in my fraternity said that and i was like bh that would be ideal God bails us out. Um, I just, man, I'm I'm a little nervy, okay? Because we're gonna graduate from college, and then the economy is gonna be in the dumper, and we're gonna look, man. We're gonna be poor, just doing our podcast in our like little basement, wherever we. Yoni, <laughs> can we? Do you promise, if we're both jobless, we can live together. Yeah, we'll find a and cheap shitty a nice apartment. shack. <laughs> yeah, an apartment. We'll shack up together. And then we can do our podcast, whatever. We'll do our <laughs> then we'll change our like podcast name to like the Shack Pod. It's kind of a our... fire name. But it might get confused with Shaquille O'Neal's podcast. Yeah, the sh- but then like would that be a bad thing? Because he's a popular guy. Maybe we can have him on as a guest. Or book full. <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> Really? That's a pretty good Shaquille Onale impression. I appreciate big, it. Big Diesel. Oh, speaking of Shaquille O'Neal, my sweet mate, he bought like these limited edition Frosted Flakes that like has Shaquille O'Neal on them. And they like come like along with like just like the cornflakes <laughs> that are delicious. I love Frosted Flakes. But there's like little basketballs. Oh, wow. It's like and it's Shaquille O'Neal themed. I like how and, you had to pause because you kept saying Shaquille O'Neal. But and he just has them in his room. He just doesn't eat them. He just has that as like a shrine. He's not oh, even wow. a fan of basketball. I don't know why he bought them. That is uh my sweet mates are weird. Yeah, man. Have you told them that? Oh yeah, 100 percent Okay, good. They should they should know that that's how you feel. It's a, it's a fun time. Yeah. Then I'm just gonna get fucking booted out of the suite. You think? Where are you living next year, Yoni? I think yeah, so, I think we're ready for a little uh, subject change. Yeah, back to on a lighter note. Well, I'm living off campus with a lot of my fraternity pledge brothers, which should be fun. Will be better than living on campus, I I think for sure. It's oh, funny I know uh, two of my friends they room together in like a freshman dorm, so it's not like a suite where like they have their own living room and stuff so like their room just exit right into the hallway and ras are probably you know a little more stricter in freshman dorms and so they got a warning for like having a lot of people in their room for like a pregame and then like um 
and also like a noise complaint. And then they got like another one because they gave somebody else their ID to get into the building because we can't have guests yet. So essentially yeah, they're yeah, on like same. strict probation, like multiple warnings. And the next time they get in trouble, they'll get kicked out of on-campus housing here. Like so they would actually be on the streets, <laughs> at least for the academic year. But like they are, they're planning on moving off campus anyway. So they just need to survive until the end of the semester. <laughs> And then they'll be living off campus, but no, yeah. Uh, we also, <laughs> we also have like a no guest policy, but it's getting lifted March first, and they're lifting the COVID test restriction. Uh, yeah, dude, BU is we're yeah, like at the very end of February or like March, we can have guests again, and we used to have to get tested twice a week, but now we only have to get tested once a week. And well, I am not getting tested at all right now either because I got. COVID. Oh really? Oh did yeah, you, yeah. Because you, you have COVID. Did you not get Omicron? No. How is that possible? <laughs> I love how you're like you just like assumed I got it at some point since it, no, like, dude. Winter every, break and now, yeah, I know. Every single person I know at USC has had it. At one point, you want to know what the uh, positivity rate was? Twenty five percent. Every. That- 25 percent who got tested dude had it that's crazy and it was like that for like a long time yeah the reason that the positivity rates are going down and now schools are opening like more stuff up again and like being more lenient is because everyone got it yeah it's kind of like what my idea was from the start like what if everyone just gets covid and then we all have herd immunity so it just can't spread to anyone only the strong survive exactly yeah it's kind of fucked but like it's very far (laughs) i didn't even try to not get it like i wasn't being careful like i'm gonna admit it like (laughs) like obviously i wear five masks as i've said previously on the podcast but like (laughs) you know like (laughs) interesting no i'm fucking but like all my friends got it i'm fucking with you oh very nice minus the width anyway (laughs) Anyways, all my friends got it essentially. Two of my sweetmates got it. I live with these. Oh fools. god, did, fucking I, me. Uh I, sorry, <laughs> just, I, I just got it's like I'm like 20 10 seconds into like my the continuation of my conversation. You're like, oh shit, you um okay, wait, <laughs> but did you have symptoms like you had it and you just never tested positive or uh or I mean I've always had like I've I've had a cold like since coming to be like as like as we speak, it is snowing two feet outside. There's another blizzard. If I hadn't mentioned it earlier in the podcast, apologies. Um, so I'm essentially it's always cold here, so I always have a cold. Like I, I usually have a runny nose, but like I wasn't ever really sick, and all my friends were pretty much asymptomatic as well. So uh, so maybe you had it and like somehow just didn't test positive. Or maybe something. I got it during winter break uh, when I wasn't testing. Uh, Did you get sick over winter break? No. I mean, I think I had a sore throat at some point, but... So then that was probably it, honestly. Yeah, but I was with my grandparents, and they're fine, so I I don't know if I gave it to them. But maybe they were asymptomatic if I gave it to them. Honestly, man, it is possible. Also, by the way, I know we were talking about Israel earlier. Um, I There was one night where I didn't have any pledgings to do, so I was like, I'm just going to sit back, watch The Office and play subway surfers and i got i played one game of subway surfers for about 50 minutes straight and i got the record 
for some reason my geotag was in Israel. So I had the world, I had the Israel Literally record, record. <laughs> for the oh, longest subway surf. Wow. Dude, you're like in the record books for now. Well, I'm also in the Guinness Book of World Records, but you knew that. For what? You didn't know that? For the smallest penis in the world? (laughs) (laughs) I told you that in confidence. Um, (laughs) No, I'm in the world record because I was a part uh, long for the longest paperclip chain built in 12 hours by a team. Oh, like at your school, right? In high school. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's it's a pretty small one. Like, it's a very specific one, but that's sick. So it's like all your. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Manny, you have the number one <laughs> record for something ever. But, but yeah, I don't know. Like, it's not that like fancy. Sugma, Yoni. I okay. I, I earned it. Uh, I earned it along with like however many other people. Well, that's very cool. You're right, Manny. I'm sorry. I give credit where credit is due. I, I will say something I was thinking about doing that would be hilarious is to get my frat, if assuming I don't get cut and I finish pledging, but to get my frat to break the record. So then that way, like, I still have it, but nobody else from my class does. <laughs> You're like, look at you send it to, like, your fucking high school group chat. Like, fuck you, like, like <laughs> I, like, I send, like, a mass email. Like, hey, everyone, like, I really hope college is going well. Just wanted to let you know. We don't have that record anymore. I broke it myself. <laughs> Fuck uh, off. <laughs> that'd be mad funny. That'd be good times. Well, I think, you know, that's a good lighter note to end on for the podcast. Uh, we hope you enjoyed our in-depth economic and political analysis of the Russia-Ukraine situation here on Actually, CNN. Anyway. <laughs> no, Yoni, before we go, yeah, I just, I just want to hear what you think would be the most fun outcome of russia invading ukraine uh i think it and be, be cool. view this don't view this as an american view this as if like you're like watching a movie okay i think what would be cool is i've noticed like a lot of like celebrities that are like ukrainian have like volunteered for the ukrainian army it'd be cool if they like made like a special task force and just like defeated the entire russian army kind of like so- uh hunger games yeah or if like the ukraine calls up the avengers and they're real and they just fucking go ballistic that'd be very nice imagine just fucking iron man pulls up he's like i'm alive iron <laughs> man universe what hulk what about hulk hulk smash mother russia <laughs> you just oh, become dude, Rus- hulk, you just is, becomes hulk is russian we're so fucked. Oh, then we're fucked but you know ukrainian i don't like i don't like that's my soul. okay Here's mine. What okay? about you? Mine is that eventually this leads to an all-out war between the West and Russia and China, and then we win, and then we make Russia do the Hunger Games in real life. <laughs> that's kind of that. That's like bleak for a time, and then it becomes fun. Like world but even war then, it's suck. pretty. Uh, <laughs> cons- I mean, you know, then it's that, just bleak for Russia. That's if the human race survives a world war like that. Who knows if nuclear weapons get involved? But yes, if it were to come out with us on top. That would be sick. I say we would like make Russia and China fight each other and see which one wins. Dude. That's fucked up. I would never say that. Well, I mean, I think Russian Hunger Games is up there in terms of <laughs> problematicness. 
problematic okay exactly guys vote in the comments right now is suggesting a russian hunger games after world war three pc or no Oh, is now. PC? <laughs> I'm gonna put it on the Instagram story. Swipe up. We're gonna create a poll right now. And all, so then yeah. when you're listening to this episode, you're like, oh, I saw that poll. I was wondering what that was about. And and also leave a comment for your best hypothetical, your most fun hypothetical scenario to the end of the uh, war. It could be or anything. Could, it could be yeah, Putin, get creative. Putin six nining. Yeah, it becomes like a, a bear. Sex type. Like, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> and uh with that make sure you buy our mug on etsy ever <laughs> um at our etsy shop it's only eight bucks it's a great deal henry my roommate loves it right henry he's a big fan um henry said he, very he nice he loves sipping his coffee out of that um make sure to follow us on instagram and tiktok we post the funniest clips of our episodes plus some, the funniest some pranks. The, the funniest the, the absolute best um subscribe to us on apple Podcasts. leave a review if you enjoy this episode it, it helps us out a lot um, fight on fight on and go terriers and uh no, no one we'll, says that Yanni. okay well don't fight on i hope your condom rips Hashtag fuck, <laughs> what fuck, fuck the trojans get it because trojan condom oh. i hope you have a baby and with that we'll see you guys later peace